It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS. Twitter, Instagram. Twitch.tv slash AJNick3. I think we're doing Cowboys uh, Giants Sunday night. So that will be the first stream in a long time. Um, Cowboys, G-Men. Sunday Night Football. That's what I'm thinking. So, Trisha.tv slash Agent 3 for that. Because we have NFL Week 1, folks. It is here. So, we'll do our NFL Week 1 preview. College Football Week 2 preview. And then we have the returns or survival pool locks and the pick six at the end of the program. It's, it's just NFL and college football. That's it, this pod. All right? Footy is on international break. Okay? Um, I haven't been watching enough of the tennis to give you takes. I've been... In and out of it, even though, you know, I do really enjoy the tennis when I get into it. Um, European Ryder Cup, we can talk about that later. Not a big deal right now. So this is a NFL and a college football podcast for this episode, this Thursday episode of the week. NFL Week 1 preview, College Football Week 2 preview, and the returns of Survivor Pool Locks and Pick 6 at the end of the program. I got the record for the first three years here of both segments. And Pick 6 is over 50%, which isn't making you money, but it's not necessarily uh, losing you a ton of units, okay? 50% is okay. Uh, you want to hit 60%, you want to at least be 55 we know, but maybe it'll be a big year for Pick 6. Uh, Survivor Pool Locks isn't bad, though. Uh, three 40-win years. And, yeah, double-digit losses. We'll try to cut that down. But, you know, three games every week where, you know, sometimes I don't have the level one, uh, level 10 confidence on all three picks. You know what I mean? So, uh, but 40 wins out of, you know, what was that? 54 opportunities there. Yeah. And then 50. Yeah, so I thought those were pretty good jobs. So we'll do zero pool locks and pick six at the end of the program. And we will start with an NFL week pre uh, week one preview. I guess pseudo kickoff, no kickoff. You know, I just wanted to go into the game. So, you know, enough enough talk about, uh, enough preamble about the, the epidemic of offensive line play and how good are the quarterbacks and Really, there's only six teams that you see winning the Super Fine, we can do all that. We can talk about all, Let's just talk about the football. Let's talk about the games for once, right? Because the narratives and, and the the profiling of the teams and the ranking of this player versus that player and, and this team should have won a Super This team. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get, we're, we'll get to that. Take it a try, but let's talk about the games. That's why I'm, I'm kind of abandoning a monologue kickoff here ahead of NFL Week 1, and we're just going into the game. So we start the champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champs, welcome in the Detroit Lions, Thursday Night Football. This game got a little more interesting. We know Chris Jones has not shown up for Kansas City, and Kelsey is questionable, which means I'm going to think he's going to play. Uh, he's just that kind of guy you don't, you don't see him missing a, a bunch of national television games, that's for sure, in my opinion. So I expect him to go. I think the Lions will be 
in this game to a point because, yes, Kansas City might not have that out-and-out number one receiver, but it's wide receiver by committee. It's a lot of guys that can run a lot of different routes that are, you know, you can put them at different positions at receiver, you know, in the slot, uh, split out wide, tight to the court, uh, tight to the formation. There's a lot of pieces they can move, and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes can move around. Now, I am interested to see Eric Bieniemy out. Um, what happens there in, in the, I guess, play calling? Even though Andy Reid was, you know, had heavy input in the plays. Who's calling the plays now? I'm, I'm interested to see that. And Kansas City is amazing. They might have taken a hit with the Chris Jones not being there and Kelsey banged up. And they've lost a couple starters here and there for sure. Absolutely. But I've said it on this show. They have the ultimate equalizer in Mahomes. Because quarterback in this league, you know, and of course in college football, if you have a better quarterback, you're probably going to win the game. It's just it is what it is, right? But at this level, in the National Football League, when you have the best guy at the most important position, you're almost never out of any game. And this guy, especially Mahomes, his ability to create when there's nothing, um, get more when it should be a little game, you know, turn negative plays into either nothing plays or touchdowns. He is the ultimate equalizer in the sense of at the most important position, he's the best player. So regardless of who's coming in opening night, really, I I would lean towards the Chiefs. Now, the Lions are an interesting team. I like the coach. You know I like Goff. St. Brown is good. Gibbs is going to have a big role here. It's going to be interesting to see if he can step into it, right? Defensively, you would hope that they can uh, continue to do um, what Coach Glenn is asking them to do, who is one of my favorite corners when I was uh, going to Jet games week in and week out back when we had season tickets to the Jetsies. Even though I'm a Cowboy fan, I understand people are like, what? What do you mean? Maybe that was revealing, but it is what it is. But listen, we wanted to go to football games, and we weren't getting giant tickets anytime soon as Cowboy fans, so end of story there. But anyway, back to the Lions here. I like the coach. I like the quarterback. I think they'll put up some points because I I think the Kansas City defense takes time. I, I think they take time to settle into the scheme and Spags takes time and he's patient with, okay, where do I put each player and what each player is good at in practice versus the game is kind of different because in practice, a lot of times they're going up against Mahomes. Like, that's not fair. So, <laughs> to see them in games against other quarterbacks, it's interesting, other line, uh, other linemen, other receivers. And so, I think Spags takes some time to fine-tune that defense over the course of the season. So I can see the Lions getting some points here. Maybe keeping it close. Maybe being within the number. But Kansas City could always explode. And get a turnover. Or get a quick three and out. And then he, he hits a bomb. Or he hits Kelsey up the seam for 60. Next play. He hits another. You know, like So the explosion of Kansas City. Give me the Chiefs on opening night. 
Go to Sunday's games. Houston and Baltimore. Houston, I don't think, is going to be very good. I do like the coach. I understand he hasn't coached a game as a head coach yet. But I think he's um, a guy that has the good blend of X's and O's coming as a DC and also the uh, charisma, motivation, uh, get those men to play for you factor. I, I really do like Ryan's a lot, and I, I'm excited to see him, that, that he gets a shot at being a head coach. I think that's great. It's a young team. It's a team that doesn't have a lot of proven talent at this top level. So for me, it's going to be a tough season for them unless Stroud is really, really good right away. Unless Will Anderson makes uh, gets a sack fumble almost every other game, right? So they're going to need young guys to step up immediately if they're going to even think about doing something crazy this year in the sense of competing for the division or winning the division or getting into the postseason. I just doubt that because it's so much to ask of a team, right? Whereas Baltimore at home, Lamar, this is going to be a big, it's a measuring stick for Lamar week in and week out. And I say that because how is he going to play? We've seen him, you know, early on, take chances, you know, put his body in, in positions where if he doesn't get the juke right or he doesn't spin at the right time, he could get really uh, creamed, right? Over the last, what, two seasons now where he sat out games last year, we haven't seen him do all those, you know, athletic things that he used to do early in his career. Very early, right? Because he's still pretty early in his career, to be fair to him. So I want to see what Lamar we get before I kind of continue to give a take on the Ravens. So I think they win the game. They're a better team. I think the defense is a question mark, especially the secondary with Humphrey being out for a little bit here. So I think Baltimore wins the game at home. But I'm very curious to see the Lamar we get. And... If we get a, I don't want to say conservative one, but if we don't get a one that is a Lamar that we used to see, it's going to be interesting if maybe he turns it on against the, the teams that he has to. I wonder. I wonder. So you're going to need some time on this Ravens team to marinate on them, I think, because they're in a tough division. You know, Cleveland has gotten better. Pittsburgh, I think, has nailed the quarterback, nailed another receiver. You know how much I love Tomlin. So, and Cincinnati is one of my, you know, I love Burrow. So, they're in a tough division, and they'll get a win to start the season against Houston for sure. But I want to see how Lamar um, plays, plays in, in simple English there. Carolina, Atlanta, down in the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium. The NFC South matchup to kick off their seasons. Carolina, similar to Houston for me. Whereas Reich at least had a job and has coached in the league and had done all those things. So he has a lot of experience as being the head guy before. But Bryce Young is really, really young. If he comes into Carolina and plays well right away, similar to what I said about Stroud, hey, congratulations that you hit it on the pick right away and, and they're developing and they're helping you win games. I just think same thing as Houston, same thing as Carolina. It is the same thing for Carolina. It's not a ton of talent. 
Other teams have a lot of guys at a lot of positions. Carolina has a few guys at some positions. So Atlanta to me, I like Arthur Smith. I'm not sold on Ritter one way or the other. I still think if he can figure it out this year and develop and be that kind of point guard where nobody's asking him to win the game, but I think you got to learn to get the ball and distribute it to the people that are open. And that shouldn't be as difficult if you recognize what the defense is giving you and you have guys at every skill position in Robinson, the rookie, Pitts, the tight end, and London, a receiver, where you have plays where you can design it for one of them to be the decoy and the other two to be who the plays for. So Atlanta, to me, is in an interesting spot where I like a lot of the picks they made. I like the coach, and it's going to be an interesting year because that division is up for grabs. So I think Atlanta gets off to a good start here. 1-0, they win at home against Carolina. Uh, Cincinnati-Cleveland, for me, this is a Cincinnati win. I understand Cleveland will have a good um, environment week one. They have hope always in you know September, October, and then sometimes their season falls apart. More than likely it does, right? Um, so that'll be a good atmosphere for that game. But Cincinnati has bigger aspirations than messing around with Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Baltimore. It's them, it's the Chiefs, it's the Bills in the AFC. And they see them all... You know, the Bengals probably see themselves as the top dog. The Chiefs definitely see themselves as the top dog. And maybe the Bills even see themselves as the top dog. So, Cincinnati, for me, is a team that can go on the road, go on the road in division, go on the road in hostile environments, and win because they're tested. Most of that core has been with this team for this little bit of a run now, this mini run that Joe Burrow has kind of just led and just said, get, like, I win football games. The teams I'm on win football games. If you're on my team, you're going to win football games. Believe it. And, like, that's what happens. Like, they win football games. And I think they win this one. So, give me week one. Cincinnati beating Cleveland on the road. San Francisco, Pittsburgh. This is an interesting game. Um, early on in the season, San Francisco wasn't great. You know, they lost in the monsoon to the Bears where, you know, it's a coin flip game. Who the, who the hell knows what happened in that one, right? A couple mistakes here and there. The injuries, right? So I could see San Francisco going on the road here week one, maybe not being, you know, able to play their A-plus game, right? So Pittsburgh has a shot then. Pittsburgh at home. Pickett, I think, is good. I I like Najee Harris a lot. I told you when he was at Bama, I was like, this guy is a player. He makes plays. He's such a good, he's just a football player. He's just a guy that you want on your team. And when he's on the other team scouting report, you're looking at it like, how the hell are we going to stop this guy? That's Najee Harris to me. And credit to the Steelers because who's ever scouting wide receivers, like, that guy's got to write a book at some point because whoever it is, look at the receivers that Pittsburgh has drafted, especially in the Mike Tomlin era. I mean, some of these, like, they're outstanding players, and they seem to get rid of them at the right time almost. So um, 
Pittsburgh this year, though, started off against a really tough opponent in San Francisco. Team that was in the NFC title game last year. You know, the injury. Then Josh Johnson gets hurt. Purdy comes back in. He can't throw the ball. So it's like, what the hell are we even doing here? What a waste of a game that was, right? Um, San Francisco, I think, wins the game. But I wouldn't be shocked if Pittsburgh, as a home dog, pulled it out. Because Pittsburgh, at home, is always tough. That environment, that crowd lives for that team. And when they need them to get loud and they can get a, a false start or something like that, right? It happens a lot. You know, they play Renegade. So San Francisco's got to be ready to go, playing their at least B-plus to A game. I don't think you go to Pittsburgh with C and B-minus and win going away. You probably lose that game. So... I think San Francisco wins, but I would not be shocked if Pittsburgh pulls it off. Now, Arizona-Washington. Washington, to me, like, I understand they should win this football game. You're at home. Arizona might be the worst team in the league. They're not even playing Kyler Murray. Their star quarterback is Dobbs. This guy, Gannon, it's his first game. He's got the charisma of a, of a twig. Uh, I'm going to come up with everything. I'm going to tell you something new every week, I think. Uh, but this... He is a, a bore. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's terrible. Um, but Washington, I think they win this game on their defense. Howell does enough. If McLaurin plays, that's big, I think. So Washington wins the game. If this was in Arizona, it might be different. I'd be like, yo, everybody giving this game to Washington. Be careful. You never know going across the country. But Arizona's going across the country. They're playing at 1 o'clock. I understand it's the first game of the year, and you're prepared, and you know that you're playing this team and all that stuff. Fine, fine, fine. But they're not a good football team. So give me the commies at home. Tampa Bay, Minnesota. This is an interesting game for me because Tampa's supposed to be really bad too. But I'm not, I'm not sold on Kirk Cousins ever. I think he's, you know, okay. Top 15, top 16, top half you know, top of the half of the league starter, fine, fine. But don't talk to me about top 10. Don't talk to me about better some other guys that are around the league, please. And I know, I understand they have Justin Jefferson, and he's amazing, and you just throw him the ball, and he makes play. Fine. All good. Understandable. Um, but I don't love the defense. I don't love the quarterback. I don't love the coach. I think Tampa's in this game. Minnesota probably wins it, but I like Tampa in the game. Uh, Jacksonville, Indy, AFC South matchup. And everybody's giving the division to Jacksonville, myself as well, uh, in the preview on Tuesday's show. They go to Indy. Richardson, first game. No Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. I think he's their best player. Darius Leonard coming off of injury. couple ridden seasons now, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so the Colts have a lot of negatives. I think Jacksonville with Peterson and Lawrence have formed a very nice partnership there at the head coach quarterback position. Like, will Lawrence still make some mistakes? Sure, but he's still, you know, developing. I really give him a redshirt year that year one with Urban. That wasn't fair. That was just not a fair season, uh, to put on somebody's record. So, 
I think Jacksonville goes to Indy, handles their business, wins the football game. Tennessee, New Orleans. This is an interesting one for me. Because um, I could certainly see Tennessee pulling off the upset, but Carr, game one, no Kamara, Michael Thomas back. It's it's interesting for the Saints when you examine those things because there's some positives in there. Obviously, there's a couple negatives. And I don't know what to make of this Tennessee Titan team. You know, they're running it back with Tannehill, but they have two young quarterbacks. They draft quarterbacks back-to-back uh, drafts in um, Willis and now Levis. They trade for Duke Hopkins, even though they just trade away A.J. Brown a season ago. You know, like, I don't, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But I love Vrabel, and I'm not, like, Dennis Allen is a, he's a capable NFL head coach, but I don't think you're winning anything with him. I think he's a good coordinator. You, you could win something with him that way, but I don't think you're winning with him as a head coach. So I think I'm going to lean Titans here. I think I'm going to lean Titans here. So that's the 1 o'clock slate, if I'm not mistaken. Then we got five games in the... Yes, five games in the 425 slate on Sunday. Vegas at mile high, taking on the Denver Broncos. You got to see improvement from Denver, but I don't... Everyone seems to get hurt for that team. It seems to be like a a very unlucky streak, especially the wide receiver position. You know, guys get banged up, then they have a setback, then they miss the season. You know, and you're like, what the hell happened to that guy? What? So I think Denver's the better coach team. I think everybody knows I love Sean Payton. You know I wanted Sean Payton for the Cowboys, and the Cowboys blew that fine, whatever. So I think Denver's the better coach team. The Jimmy G. McDaniels, you know, remarriage here is interesting to me. I'd like to see that before, you know, I start making big takes about the Raiders, but I had to do over-under and preview the season already, so I have them finishing last in the division, right? But I'll take Denver at home. I mean, if you don't win your home game in the division, like, come on, to start the season, they're in trouble, so... And we saw last year they were horrendous in the red zone. Turnovers. Too many times they didn't get any points. Russell Wilson was bad. Defense kept them in a lot of games that Russell ended up losing them for them. And I'm not sure about Vegas either. So I'll just give it to Denver this one. Miami Dolphins, Los Angeles Chargers. Very interesting game for me. Numbers high, I think it go. I think it goes high. I think there's a lot of points in this one. Um, I think it's a game where both offenses are going to have some big plays. Uh, maybe they have a couple drives where they're, you know, double-digit plays. Maybe like a 12, 14, maybe a 16 in there. Maybe, but I, I see this game being high-scoring. I see this game going back and forth. Um Remember now, with the Chargers, Kellen Moore is calling the plays. So he's a guy that likes to go fast. He's a guy that likes to change up the 
looks, put his quarterback in good positions to throw the ball down the field. And we know McDaniel with Tua, when Tua's on and he's going and he's throwing in rhythm, on time, and accurately, to those quick receivers, Waddle and Hill in space, like, that's the thing, guys. It's one thing where you have some good receivers that, you know, catch the ball and, and run good routes. Like, it's really one thing, right? It's great, right? But when you have receivers that, ha and, and not just one, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are both so fast that they can take slots, uh, they can take slant routes from the slot to the house, okay? You know, Tyreek Hill literally picked up a fumble and ran into the other sideline and scored. <laughs> so, like, last year. Was that against the Chargers? I think it was against the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think it's going to be high scoring. I don't... There are players on both defenses, absolutely. If the Dolphins can block a little bit on Bosa and Mack, they're in a good spot. Um, but I still see... I still see it being high scoring, even with some guys on defense making some plays. I kind of want to pick Miami just because I could see the Chargers just needing a score and him throwing a pick or they go up and then the defense lets two go down the field. I don't know. I just, I'm going to leave Miami. I'm going to leave Miami. Rams in Seattle taking on the Seahawks. No Cooper Cup. I don't think this is a high-scoring game either way. I think the Rams are certainly alive um, in this game, even without him. Seattle, for me, was a really nice story last year, but I don't know if they can follow it up. And even then, what are they following up? It's not like they went... 12 and 5 and won the division. Okay. They had a nice season when everybody said they were going to be bad, including me. So I was wrong. But I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're winning this division by any stretch of the imagination. So I think the Rams can go up there, possibly steal one. If Stafford's ready to go, give me the Rams. Eagles go to New England and take on the Pats. Eagles should win the game. Pats might make it a little more difficult. I could see Belichick gearing up for the sneak, gearing up for um, the Jalen Hurts running and all those kind of variables of that Eagle offense. And I think he'll have a plan to kind of go at the new guys and see if the new guys are ready to play for the Eagles. And though... Belichick and his paths might be in the game. I I still think that Eagles go up to New England with these. Green Bay and Chicago Soldier Field. Jordan Love era begins for the Packers. I think they win the football game. I think the Packers find a way to win the football game. 
because the Bears for me last year showed you how many ways you can lose a football game. And how many times did Justin Fields make a play for them and either the defense or somebody else let him down? It seemed like it happened more times than not. And for me, the Packers, especially with LaFleur, they've found ways to win games, especially against the Bears. So give me the Packers. Sunday Night Football, Cowboys, G-Men, MetLife Stadium. A classic matchup to start the season, as we all know, right? Cowboys have done very well against the Giants recently. Dak Prescott has done really well in division against the Giants, the redacted football team slash commies, and the Eagles. He has a very good record against the NFC East. On the road at MetLife, he has stumbled a couple times. However, I think this Cowboy team... With how good the defense is, they're never going to be out of games. And I think the way they have organized this team, they've put Dak in a position to succeed. And I think they will on Sunday night. The giant offense doesn't necessarily scare me. I want to see their receivers do it consistently before I praise them or knock them. Um play a few games before we come out and say, hey, their skill position. Because I, I do think they could have, like, what if they went and got uh, DeAndre Hopkins? You know, go get a guy for DeAndre Hopkins. So, I don't know. I'll, we'll see. But they see whoever it is that comes out of that Giants receiver room, a lot of them get hurt. A lot of them struggle. A lot of them can't adapt to New York. A lot of them are waste of contracts. So, until I see the Giants have a consistent of wide receivers that can you know help Daniel Jones get better I'm not necessarily worried about that and I and I get Daniel Jones can run and he's used his legs to help his team win football games and score on, on long drives that's great Cowboy defense is really good and I'm expecting some turnovers from Daniel Jones whether it's a strip sack or interceptions because between Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. Those are two really good corners. Jordan Lewis seems to be healthy, hopefully ready to go. And Bland played really good down the stretch and got a bunch of picks for the Cowboys last year. And he's a second-year player. So they have corners. You know they have the three safeties, uh, Wilson, Hooker, and Curse. So the back end is good. You know the linebackers have come to play now. It is a big year for a couple of them. They've got to step up and play better, but the pass rush is really good, and I would say it's really about the nose tackles. Can they continually stop the run? That's why they brought in Mozzie Smith. Uh, Neville Gallimore's got to stay healthy. So does a Ziggy Zua. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think the Cowboys go into MetLife, and they find a way to win the football game. So give me the Cowboys. Then we got MetLife turns into Jet Life on Monday night. Jets welcome in. The Bills. So Josh Allen and the Bills come into the city to take on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' debut for the New York Jets. It's an interesting game. It's a game that I could see going either way. It's going to be a big atmosphere. 
I think Jet fans are really, really excited about their team for the first time in a while. And I understand a couple of years ago after they got Zach Wilson, they were they were excited and they should have been. Like, you know, it should have developed, right? But this guy, they haven't had this good of a quarterback in a long time. And I can understand the Jet fans being very excited. Now, all that being said, the Bills are a really good football team. And McDermott's a really good coach. And he finds ways to win football games. And his defenses are good. And Josh Allen is amazing. Okay? Like, Mahomes, the ultimate equalizer. And then I got Allen and Burrow kind of underneath him. Where you say, okay, they're not the top equalizer. But they are also equalizers in their own right. Give them credit. So I'm going to go against the home team. I'm sure I'm going to get all my Jet fans that listen to this podcast very upset. And I understand that. You can say, when you beat the Bills Monday night, you can say, ha-ha, you were wrong. You're an idiot. And I'll and I'll say, that's fine. You know, that's fine. I, I, I probably pick more wrong games than I do right. I mean, look at the pick six. It's right for locks. Don't, don't even get me started, okay? I get those games right. Um, but I think the Bills win the game Monday night against the Jets. There's a lot of moving parts for this Jets team still in the sense of new players, new team, new systems. Rodgers has really just, what, practiced a bunch, and he's played a couple series in that Giants game. I wonder how he's kind of going to hold up here, and I think it's a really, really tough first game in division, at home, and it's a it's a situation where you're asking a lot of a new team. You're asking a lot of a quarterback coming to a new team, basically, and I think the Bills are a proven team in the AFC, and they find a way to get the win on the road on Monday night. Play spoiler for the Jetsies on uh, that Monday night opener. All right. Let's go from the pros to the college, the student athletes. Now, you can't even call them um, unpaid professionals anymore. A lot of them are making some nice money, which is good for them. So let's get into our college football week two preview. Three pretty much marquee games, and then we'll go through the rest of the top 25. Um, the three marquee games, Texas goes to Bama, number 11, travels to number three. Then Ole Miss goes to Tulane. Top 25 matchup there. And then Oregon visits Lubbock and uh, takes on Texas Tech. So those are the three marquee games. We'll deep dive into them, and then we'll go through the rest of the top 25. So we start down in Tuscaloosa, T-Town, where the pettiness of college football is shining again. Uh, Bama didn't, Bama's band didn't travel last year because Texas wasn't going to give them good seats or something because they're not in the same conference. There's no, there's no like, rules. So when Texas was coming to Bama this year, Bama doesn't have to give them seats on the lower bowl. So the band and all the Texas fans are up top. <laughs> so uh, petty wars of college football, which is always the best. So uh, two great uh, two quarterbacks here. I think their story. Ewers for Texas is outstanding. Uh, when he's healthy, he's showing you how good he is. Uh, ability to escape and a good thrower of the football. Milrow, I'm not 100% sure, is a thrower yet, but we've seen his ability to 
extend plays with his legs and then turn those plays that he extended with those legs into big plays with his legs by taking off and running down the field. So um, this is a big game early on in the season. Could be a defining game if, you know, one loss keeps one of these teams out of a college football playoff possibly. I think both teams are very talented. I think both teams are very good. I like Sark. I love Saban. Bama at home. Big game. You know, they don't lose those often. They really don't. So I'm taking Bama at home in a big spot. You know, Texas had a really good opportunity last year. And Ewers getting hurt really, you know, slowed that chance down, as we know. That game in Austin. But I think this Bama team is really, really good. And though I'm not sure about Milrow yet, I still expect them to win the football game. So give me Bama. Ole Miss Tulane, this is going to be a like first one to 45, I think this one is. You know, oftentimes you talk about, hey, first one to 10, first one to 17. This one might be first to 45. And still that might not be enough. Um, I'm not going to – I don't think you're going to see a ton of defense in this one. I don't think you're going to see um, a lot of – maybe you see some turnovers from some sloppy offensive play, but I don't think you're going to see any, like, outstanding defensive plays where you're like, oh, my God, the defense in this game is amazing. I think you're going to see a ton of plays on offense between the two quarterbacks, Dart and Pratt, and then Judkins is probably the best running back, if not one of the best running backs in the country. So I think you're going to get a lot of points in this one. It's a big spot for Tulane. They've been good against top 25 teams, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I kind of want to pick them. I kind of want to pick them, but I just, I, I think Lane, Lane's going to be prepared for all the, the tricks that Tulane can throw him. So let's go Ole Miss. Oregon, Texas Tech. Oregon looked really good, and I understand they played Portland State, so come on. But Knicks looked good. The back, Bucky looked good. Um... He's got receivers. You know, Franklin is outstanding. Defensively, they played pretty well. Texas Tech, coming off that loss against Wyoming, they come home, first home game, big team coming in in Oregon. But if Oregon wants to do what they want to do this season, which is get into the college football playoff, I find them winning this game on the road at Texas Tech. Clemson fell all the way to 25. They welcome in Charleston Southern. They got to get right to ship. They will do that. Colorado ranked game two under Coach Prime. They are 22nd in the country. Nebraska comes into Boulder. The old rivalry here um, of the Big 8, Big 12, before both teams split to different conferences. Colorado coming back. Nebraska staying in the Big 10, as we know, uh, for the next wave of conference realignment. Colorado looked great. I mean, Sanders is a player. Edwards is a player, the running back, and Hunter played 130 snaps and looked like he could play 130 more the way he came off the field. So, until I see otherwise, I'm not going to doubt Prime. I'm not going to doubt Deion Sanders. I'm not going to doubt Shador, uh, his son's talent, Shador's talent. People saying Travis Hunter was overrated because he was doing it at HBC. Like, there's no question who was the best player on the field. And it was a guy that did it both sides of the ball. Like, what? 
So until I see otherwise, I'm picking Colorado. Notre Dame goes down to NC State. NC State could provide a tougher game for the Irish than they've faced so far this season. Um, but Hartman's played NC State. So he knows what's going on. He knows what you're going to get when you go down there uh, to Raleigh. I expect Notre Dame to maybe make it more interesting than they should, but Notre Dame should win this game going away. Utah is 12th. They go to Baylor. Baylor QB, Shapin is still out. Cam Rising still, he could be back. I don't I don't know if they'll rush him back. Uh, Coach Witt seems like he is content in playing uh, the backup until Rising's 100% because he does like his team. I think Utah could go to Baylor and win. I'm seeing that Aranda is on the hot seat. I don't, I think that would be a mistake, but maybe I'm wrong. Fine, whatever, but I, I think that could be a mistake. Um, Ball State goes to Athens to take on UGA. Come on. UGA plays nobody at Athens. Delaware, Penn State. I mean, cupcake. Youngstown, Ohio State, cupcake. Troy, Kansas State. Could be maybe a little interesting, but probably not. A&M, Miami is a good game. Um, A&M offense for the first time in a few years. Like, that's interesting to see. Can it continue? Can it go on the road to Miami and, and, and go win there? It's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy. It's going to be gross. Now, you know, they're used to Texas heat, but the humidity in Miami is a little different. So we'll see what, how the fighting Jimbo Aggies can, you know, contest that heat when they go down to the 305. I like Crystal Ball. I think he's going to turn that Miami team around, that program around to getting it back to competing, especially in whatever conference they end up being in. Fine. But if AM plays offense like they did last week, like look out. Look out. This could get ugly fast. Uh, so I'm taking AM. UNLV go to Michigan. Michigan gotta pick it up. Last week they did not look impressive. You need them to go blow this team out. Show me something. Uh Tulsa visits Washington. Tulsa's an interesting team, but I just I'm not sure if they have enough talent to match up. You know, they'd have to play A plus. And Washington would have to play probably B minus C to lose the game. Um, if Washington plays anything B plus higher, they probably win the game going away. Austin P against Tennessee. Tennessee will lay the wood. App State takes on UNC. We know what will happen there. Duke ranked 21st. How about the Dukies? They take on Lafayette at home. SMU travels to Norman to take on the Sooners. Sooners put up 70 game one. I don't think they'll put up 70 on SMU, but let's see if that offense can continue to put up points like they did. LSU welcomes in Grambling. Wisconsin goes to Wazoo. That's a revenge game for Wisconsin. Wazoo went to Madison last year and beat them and shocked Wisconsin and, and ruined their kind of early part of their season. So Wisconsin owes Wazoo one. I expect them to do that. Southern takes on FSU. Come on. UC Davis plays on Oregon State, and then Stanford-USC, which was always kind of an interesting match, especially when Harbaugh was there against Pete Carroll, but Stanford has struggled, um, and USC is really good. So I don't I don't see that one going on any other way besides the Trojans, especially with uh, Caleb Williams looking so good and so many talented players for the Trojans. So, all right, that's college football. So we started NFL, we went to college football, now we're back to the NFL with Survivor Pool Locks and pick six. So three years ago, 40 and 14, two, 40 and 11 last year, 42 and 12 in survivor pool locks. So we'll be giving you three 
picks a week to hopefully advance you in your survivor pool. And let's get it started with survivor pool locks for week one. All right. Uh, three picks here that I think are going to be pretty popular in your pools this week. And you just got to get through week one, especially if, you have a, if you're in a one-life pool and not a, a survivor buyback pool. You got to get through week one. So I would say these are three, maybe not. Uh, I'll give you two that I like. And then maybe the third I'm a little unsure of. So pick number one. Baltimore against Houston. Um, for me, this is a, a game that I, I, I talked about a little bit when we previewed the games. Houston has a big talent gap. And I'm not trying to knock Ryans because I do think he can be a good coach. And I think C.J. Stroud could be a good quarterback. But I just think it's a lot to ask of them to succeed right away. So pick number one, Baltimore versus Houston. Pick number two, Arizona is going to stink this year. I'm not sure about the commies, but the commies should get a week one win over the Arizona Cardinals. So pick number two is going to be Washington against the Arizona Cardinals. And then pick number three, I'm violating a rule here. I'm violating two rules. Out of division, or in division and on the road, Jacksonville and Indy. I, similar thing with Houston, new head coach, new quarterback. I think it's difficult to expect to win games right away. So pick number three, Jacksonville against Indy in Indy. So... Baltimore against Houston, pick number one. Pick number two, Washington versus Arizona. And then pick number three, violating two rules week one, but Jacksonville on the road in Indy division game. And those are the week one survivor pool locks. All right, Baltimore, Washington, and Jacksonville. All right, so now we go to the other picks portion of the pod, which is the pick six and the pick six three years ago 55 50 and three two years ago 54 50 42 and six our best year last year 54 50 and three one voided because we had the over in the Cincinnati Buffalo game if I'm not mistaken where uh Damar Hamlin collapsed and they had to stop the game so that game got voided so that bet never went through I wasn't going to count it as a push or anything because I don't think that's necessarily fair so I counted it as a void I guess you could count it as a push but I counted it as a void so it is the first iteration of the pick six for this 2023 NFL football season. It is the FFF SOSS pick six in the National Football League, the league where they play. For pay. Oh, baby, does that music sound good? Pick number one. Let's get right into it. It's division. It's on the road. 
They're begging me to do it. Fine, I'll fall into the trap. And if Cleveland wins this game, then fine, whatever. But Cincinnati is only given one to Cleveland. Cincinnati could win the Super Bowl. If Cleveland wins the division, it's a great year. I understand it's a road game. I understand it's in division. I understand Burrow's coming off being banged up. But the Cincinnati team's more talented. I think the coaching is a toss-up fine. But give me pick number one, Cincinnati minus one in Cleveland. Taking on the Browns. Pick number one, Cincinnati minus one. Pick number two, Arizona-Washington. I'm not going to lay it with Washington. I'm certainly not going to take the points with the Cardinals. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored. So this is our first under of the year. And it's low for a reason. I see it at, you know, 41, 40, 39. We'll go 40, under 40. I don't think the Cardinals are going to score double-digit points. If they do, I'd be surprised. The Commies could win this 21-3, you know, 20-6, 24-7. You still win all those games. So pick number two. Arizona, Washington. We're going to go under 40. Pick number two. Pick number three is kind of a... It's an homage pick. It's a pick that it is a is a look back at the past of a guy that I would love to bet on and a guy that I would love to cheer on and wish well. And Baker Mayfield and the Bucks are getting seven in Minnesota. At the end of the year, we're going to look back and be like, I don't know if Minnesota should have been favored in a lot of games. And certainly not by touchdowns. So Minnesota might still win this game. And they might win the game by six. But I think Tampa's going to cover. A lot of good players on that roster still. If Bake is in a good spot, I see them hanging around. Tampa plus seven is pick number three. Pick number four, I think I had this last year. I think it might have lost, but Miami and the L.A. Chargers. It's high for a reason, 51. I understand that. And you're going to be like, A.J., you're doing this again where you're going to take a big over and you're going to say there's going to be points and it's going to be over by the third quarter and you're going to be like, I can't. Bl- I love it. I I hit it over, and it happened in the third quarter. I'd have to sweat it out. I'd have to wait till the last possession to get a, a, a you know, a, a garbage time touchdown, a garbage time score. I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think there's going to be some short fields. I think there's going to be some guys that go for it on fourth down, and hopefully those fourth downs turn into conversions that turn into touchdowns. Dolphins Chargers over 51 is pick number. Dolphins, Chargers, over 51. Pick number four. Pick number five. Let's go to the Pacific Northwest. And I'm not picking Seattle to win. And with Cooper Cup out, I'm probably not picking the Rams to cover. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored, so I'm going with the under in Seattle I have 48 here listed 
Rams, Seahawks, under 48. There's a lot of scores under that number that I think this game could be. You know, 24-17. 21-13. There's a lot of scores that could be under that 48 number for us. And I think we're going to get one. Rams, Seahawks, under 48 is pick number five. Pick number six. I think the Bears are going to have an interesting year, but the Packers seem to beat them. And the Packers are catching three. I understand it's on the road, but there's going to be some Packer fans in that building. Packers plus three is pick number six. Sprinkle on that money line. So the f week one, the reiteration of the pick six. Cincinnati minus one at Cleveland. Arizona, Washington. Under 40, pick number two. Tampa catching seven on the road in Minnesota, pick number three. Dolphins, Chargers, over 51, pick number four. Pick number five, Rams, Seahawks, under 48 in the PNW. And Packers, and you can sprinkle, plus three. At Soldier Field in Chicago, pick number six. Cincinnati minus one. Cardinals, commies under 40. Tampa plus seven. Dolphins, Chargers over 51. Rams, Seahawks under 48. Packers plus three. Taking on the Bears. That is your week one. FFF, SOSS, pick six for the National Football League. Oh, man, did that feel good to hear and do. The pick six, baby. Oh, that's so much fun. The homage to Francesa, if you're new, the play for pay. Look that up. All right, so we will have on Tuesday's show our NFL Week 1 recap, our college football Week 2 recap. We'll see how we did in Survivor Pool Locks and pick six as well. And I'm sure there will be a soccer story that breaks. Uh, again, I didn't want to talk about the Van Gaal comments because he's a clown about Messi's World Cup, please, all right? Um, so there wasn't much to talk about. So I wanted to keep it American football-focused, first week of the NFL, preview the games, stick to the games. Some good marquee games in college football, maybe not across the whole top 25, but you get a top 11 showdown in Texas going down to Tuscaloosa to take on Bama. You get a good matchup in Ole Miss against Tulane. And Oregon-Texas Tech isn't bad either. So a good Slate Saturday to set up an awesome slate and the return of the NFL on Sunday. We'll stream the Cowboy uh, Giant game, twitch.tv slash agentic3 on Sunday night. So look forward to that. And everybody have a great first weekend in the NFL. Enjoy it. Hopefully the weather's still nice by you. And uh, we will talk to you after NFL Week 1. Recap it all on Tuesday. Until then, peace. Sometimes other sports show. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast.
That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.